I'm Derek. This is the Overcoming Podcast. I'm Luis. And today we have a special guest. She, um, I'll let her introduce herself since she could do a better job than I can in introducing her. So, Donia, I would leave it up to you how you want to introduce yourself. Well, thank you, Luis, and thank you, Derek, uh, you guys for even thinking of me. And Luis, I think you did good by just saying special. So there we go, we're done. <laughs> but I, um, I'm Dania. I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 2006. Um, I live in Los Angeles right now. Um, what other kinds of things? I am very active in the National Multiple Sclerosis Society and I love people. I think that's the biggest thing with me. And I got to meet Luis, uh, golly, what is it, like seven, six or seven years ago now? I, um, I w I've been stalking you for that long. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Luis and I met each other about, we just talked about the other day, we met each other about three or four years ago. Nice. In class. And then last year we, we took journalism together. Mm. And then that's when we decided to start this podcast. And then Very after nice. Luis, after Luis left, I approached him. I'm like, you know what? Let's continue it. So this is this is where we are today. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've always thought highly um, of Luis. I'm sorry to talk about him so much, but this is my first moment meeting you, Derek. And I think you're great too. Thank you. But yeah, I, but I always tell people uh, I'm just I'm so proud. Um, of Louise, because you you don't know what people go through, mm -hmm. you know, and things like that. So I'm just I'm proud to know that he's pushing forward and going to school, you know, going for journalism and all that. So I'm I'm both of you guys. It's great that you started this podcast. Thank you. Definitely needed. Yes. So it's yeah, because I was talking about someone about this last night, and mm -hmm. at that time, Louis and I, we were the only two disabled journalists out of what 20 people in the class about that many yeah really okay <laughs> yeah. yeah i didn't know that um you had a disability as well so kudos to you you know for pushing forward because i i know <laughs> i mean what you guys are doing journalism and all that that's yeah. amazing because that that takes extra effort um so I, I'm impressed, you know, with you guys and I'm excited. That's really cool. Can you can you tell us a little bit about some of your some of the books that you have written? Mm -hmm. I'm actually in the process of um writing a book right now. I think I have a name of it, but I'm not sure. Um so I'm just gonna leave that off. But um I wish I had books. <laughs> written, but I'm in the process of writing um, the first one, although I have an idea. I think the second one will be easier because um, I can't, because the first one is about my story and 
you know, how I grew up. Um, and I was born in Pittsburgh, so I'm a huge Steelers fan. I'm super happy that they won again. We're 5-0 and right now, so that is beautiful. Um, but I, my dad was also diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. And so I, and it was in high school. Excuse me, he was diagnosed when I was in high school. And so I kind of, when I, when I was diagnosed, I had a feel of what it was, but I never thought that I would be diagnosed myself. Um, but I moved to California um, as soon as I turned nine. I lived in Atlanta for um, about 12, 12, 13 years, almost 13. Um, but it, I uh, now just lead different groups and things like that. So that is my journey. I don't know if I answered the question because sometimes I get distracted and I heard a, a cute little doggy. So I was like, ooh, I like dogs and I know how that one looks. So I'm like, oh, the doggy. Um, what is, I, I kind of access to every person, but what is, what is one of your biggest motivational or like quotes that you have heard? So um, for me, I am um, like God is the reason that I have a smile on my face and can keep pushing and all of that. And so I will say, um, it's, it, I wouldn't. I mean, I guess it's a quote, but um, there's a scripture in the Bible. It's in Proverbs three, five and six about trusting in the Lord with all your heart, not leaning on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Mm -hmm. And so that is, that is what keeps me going. And so when things get a little crazy or um, discouraged or anything like that, I'm like, hold on, I need to trust God, you know, because of um, how I'm feeling, what's going on. So that, that's probably the freshest quote, but there was one I heard recently and I thought it was really good, but I can't remember it right now. You have any questions, Luis? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, Dania, um, what inspired you to take head of the, of the support group at Rancho? Okay. Um, Rancho Los Amigos. Right. And so, um, I never, when I was living in Atlanta, I was diagnosed when I was living in Atlanta, I never became a part of a support group because I'm like, I'm not trying to be in a group with a bunch of old people because it's like, I'm, I'm single. I'm not trying to retire. I don't have kids and I'm not trying to be an empty nester. It's like, I'm trying to welcome these things and, you know, uh, not retire from work or whatever. And so um, when I moved to California, a friend of mine told me about YPG. And I'm like, oh, wow, people my age. And so the two people that started the group, they both were moving out of state. And like one was moving out of state, one was doing something else that required her to not be able to come to the group. And so they asked me to if I wanted to take over um, that group. And so I'm like, of course, because I, I, I love it. I love people. Like I, like I was voted friendliest in high school. So I was like, I love people. Um, and so that's how that one started. But then um, in the beginning of me leading that group, there was a teenager that came in 
And I'm like, we're an adult group and this is a kid. So I told his mom, I'm like, I feel like we're corrupting your son <laughs> because we're talking about topics and, you know, it's, it's very inappropriate for the high schooler. And I think he was maybe in 10th grade or something. And so, uh, yeah, I'm like, oh, and um, that's what made me start the teenage group um, at Rancho because I can't imagine being a teenager diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and nowhere to go. I really cannot imagine that. That's that's kind of funny because that's kind of the same thing happened to me in high school mm -hmm. where, you know, there's a group of disabled students, but there's no support. Right. So they started, right. they started a small group. Mm -hmm. And at that time was when the Rodney King riots happened. Mm. And that's what got me through that. And then I was a little, little bit quiet at that time, but not yeah. anymore. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, speak up. Yeah, and 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 I keep saying that community co community colleges mm -hmm. need support groups for people with disabilities. Absolutely, I totally agree with that. And, and I love that there is the 504 plan, you know, to make sure that you have the proper accommodations. And because I, that's one thing that I really push with um, the MS, MS Youngsters is the name of the group for the younger people, because it went from 17 and under to high school and college students. But I tell them, I'm like, make sure that you have, can you guys hear the lawnmower? No. No. Okay, good. Um, the, um, tell them, make sure they take advantage of their 504 plan, like whether you need it at this second or not, it's like when you do need it, it's already in place and you're not applying for it. Um, cause it, it's like, I'm like, don't feel like you're taking advantage. You're just paying attention to what your body is doing. But I'm, I'm grateful for plans like that to help because people, everybody is not the same. And I, I wish that there was more support in schools. You know, especially like college, I, I get that one um, in that support group for um, what you're going through because people don't understand. I could, you know, talk about MS until I'm blue in the face, but you'll have an idea. But the people that are actually diagnosed understand what I'm talking about, you know, so they understand it the best they can. But yeah. Right. And like you just mentioned, that the college students um, feel that they might be asking for too much mm -hmm. at a certain point. I fall right in there. I mm -hmm. feel right now with my studies that yeah, I asked for help, but mm -hmm. sometimes it comes, some professors are better to deal with that mm -hmm. than others, and it's a big mess, yeah. to put it lightly, to not use my French. So... <laughs> 
Um, so for you, Dania, what has been your biggest personal hurdle dealing with the disease? Yeah. Um, I just want to go back for a quick second about what you were saying with the teachers and how um, they don't understand. And I really feel like there needs to be some type of training for teachers to understand the differences in disabilities. Because one of the um, young ladies in the support group or the self-help group, um, she's now in college and her, her um, professor had a friend diagnosed with MS. But what the professor doesn't know is that MS is different for everybody. So, and, or, or the professor, either the professor or the professor's friend um, was diagnosed with MS and is different for everybody. And so they need to know that there are a lot of invisible symptoms and that maybe it's the fatigue or it's the, you know, maybe you're shaking, maybe you have incontinence issues, maybe, you know, so just different things. So you can't necessarily see a disability, but you know what's going on internally. So I hope that that training happens at schools and stuff um, one day. Um, but for me, like my biggest frustration or hurdle right now is um, just physical, physically, like even being able to go into my backyard and um, sit outside or be in the sun or, yeah, like it's the steps that, um, you know, get in the way and not having the freedom to come and go. I, I, I laugh because people go like, are you okay with quarantine? I'm like, I think MS has prepared me for quarantine because I'm used to not being able to go places and see people and stuff like that. So it's, it's actually been, for me personally, it's been a blessing um, being in quarantine um, because it's, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten more things done, but also um, I'm a caregiver for my dad and I've been able to get better care for him because of the quarantine and people having to come back. So for me, you, biggest hurdle is physical. You, you, you remind me of my favorite word, self-determination, mm. which is, which is a podcast that Luis and I are going to be talking about. Okay. Next episode, but you know what? It, it is it, it is so true because my disability is cerebral palsy, right? Oh, okay. And ninety percent, I think Louis heard this before. Ninety percent of people who have CP mm -hmm. cannot walk, are in a wheelchair, mm -hmm. can't speak. One said that their body is paralyzed. So I'm very fortunate that I can walk, mm -hmm. I can talk, you know, so it, I, I understand in that situation. Mm. Well, that, that, that's good that you can, but I'm sure that when you say that you were diagnosed with that, that people are looking like, you liar, you don't have this and that. And, yeah. you know, they have that, like, we were even talking about the, um, the handicap, the, um, the symbol for uh, disabled, it makes it look like only people in wheelchairs or some like physically is um, disabled. Like I, um, you know, I have friends that were diagnosed with MS where you can't necessarily necessarily see it and they would be going grocery shopping. And then when they go in the grocery store, 
they're fine, but now they're fatigued from walking around the grocery store. So they need the car to be right there because they can barely make it, you know, but people don't see that, you know, when I was driving, people, I was, you know, a little younger and people would look at me when I pull into the space and kind of like, oh, you have your grandma's car, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, no, this is for me. So, um, you know, it's just different little things like that. And so when I had the cane, it would be like, oh, okay, maybe she needs it. But what if yeah. I didn't have a cane? <laughs> so people, fuss, so, yeah. With me, it was, I started just on my own two feet. And then it gradually progressed mm-hmm. to using a cane. And that a few months later led to me needing a walker. And then after a few more months, I was in a chair and that's where I am now but I am determined to get back on my own two feet I mean with going to the doctor going to PT OT that I mean it Although it's therapy in air quote, I I see it as a chance to improve myself gradually. Mm-hmm. For that, I am grateful. And my question, next question. Dania would be what have you learned from working with the MS Society that you maybe weren't aware of? Um, hmm. So I'm, I'm like which, in which area do I go to? Um, but I will say, and, and actually, Luis, when we first met, I think you were wa- you were um, walking with your walker. Right. Your walker, yeah, when we first met. Um, but for me, I've learned a lot of lessons from the MS Society. And oddly enough, um, not all the lessons were regarding MS. Um, because I started, uh, well, let me go for the things with MS. With MS. So it's learned, I've learned patience. I've learned the variety of disabilities um, within MS, um, but uh, I have to think with other things, but I've learned more about the government, honestly, because of the MS Society, because they have um, MS advocates or activists. And so with becoming an MS activist, you know, you go to Sacramento um, or to DC or both, um, advocating for bills or, you know, meeting with your senators, congressmen, um, just different people to say, hey, this, like, I, I need you to vote 
this, I need you to support this, but getting a better understanding of the House and the Senate, because honestly, I didn't pay that attention like I do now. Um, just learning like, hey, you need to get this through the House and then you, you know, make sure you talk to your senators as well. Um, so, it, and it's made me more aware of my surroundings from doing the um, activist work for the society. Like I was driving, not dr I was riding <laughs> in the car and this was years ago, I saw a curb at the end of a crosswalk and there was no hill to like to, if you had and the reason the only reason why it I, it stood out to me is because when my mom and I were riding up the street there was a woman pushing a guy in a wheelchair in the street so that they can get to a side I mean a, a driveway to be able to get him up onto the sidewalk so it's, yeah so it's like little <laughs> things like that like why wasn't that why was it, why was that never a thought to have a hill or a ramp right there for somebody to get up? You don't dead end a crosswalk into a high sidewalk. Um, right. so just different little things like that. And I think some people gave me the excuse like, well, that was in the 80s that it was built. It's like, okay, if it was built in the 60s or the 30s, that should have been a thought, you know? So I, I just think there's just a lack of training when it comes to people with disabilities. And I try to treat others the way that I would want to be treated yeah. or look, look out for people. So it's like, let's look at this whole situation. What is helpful? Why is that not okay? Or why is that okay? Right. Yeah, so those are I, some of the things I learned I, in the society. I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. Where, where do you see the the MS support group within the next two years? Where do I see them? Well, yeah. okay, so for, I'll start with the younger ones. Actually, no, I'll do the older first. Um, in the next two years, I hope that it continues to um, spread out the way that it is because of COVID, we're now, um, we now are able to allow people in other states to join and even if there are people that are in the same state that can't physically get there, mm -hmm. um, I think it's great to have the Zoom. So I'm hoping that that would continue um, to be there and spread out. And I hope that, you know, to get the consistent people, because honestly, before I um, helped uh, start it, before I was a facilitator of this group or co-facilitator, um, I would forget that it was the second Saturday and I'm like, oh, and it'll be like 1130. And I'm like, well, I'm going to miss it. Got to wait another month. Mm. Um, so it's, yeah, at least you're shaking your head because, yeah, you definitely, you know, I call him in the morning like, hey, are you coming or whatever? But, but because of Zoom, he can get on at home. So now he really doesn't have an excuse. So I may even show up on his door one day when he's not on there. I don't know. <laughs> but um, with, the, uh, with the MS Youngsters, that group, I, I hope that they're bringing awareness, you know, to MS because they really catch it because they're young. Mm -hmm. And there's an expectation of a younger person. And all this and so and we've become an international group wow. that there there are people or there's someone in um 
Canada, and then there's a young lady in England. And wow. so, um, yeah, but it's because because of Zoom and, you know, with everything going on. And we're spread right. out across the U.S. So, yeah, I just, I, I just want them to be bringing awareness. And I, I would love for them to one day take over the group and all that because I, I am going to continue to get older and they remind me of how old I am, how much older I am than them and not by their words, just by their actions. Ooh. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Ooh. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, I hope, I hope to see I, them out I'm there. Gonna to, I'm going to have to reach out to you personally because mm-hmm. I told you, Lou, so I'm, I'm in the process of writing three books. Okay. I'm writing a comic That's awesome. I'm writing, I, I want to write a comic book about mm-hmm. people with disabilities. Like, okay. they, Take your favorite superhero mm-hmm. and have him have a disability. Ah, I like that. And I'm that's really good. And I'm but I'm somebody told me also to look in the Bible and look at different disabled people in the Bible. Yep. So I'm I'm working on that. My second book is That's good. My passion is photography. Louis knows this. Okay. My passion is for photography. So what I want to do is, and you and I, maybe we could work on something together to where I want to take a person's photo mm-hmm. and then write their story okay. and put that into a book. Gotcha. And then my third one is I want to write a book about my disability and tell mm-hmm. my stories, you know, okay. throughout the years. So that's kind of... Nice. Well, congratulations on that. I look forward to reading it. Thank you. I do. All right, Luis, what are you writing over there? Um, (laughs) me outside of my articles, Mm -hmm. I have a plan for a book, a kids' book. Nice. Um, yeah, I won't go into details but Mm -hmm. there is a plan for me to somehow get involved in educating even more people as well that's awesome yeah i I think very cool i think um i told louise this before that my goal is I'm not going to transfer to a university. Okay. I want to open up a, a, a nonprofit to where nice. I want to I teach people journalism, photography, video, audio, and art. You know, so that's kind of like my... That's super cool. Huh? I said that's super cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is there something else that you... Oh, um, before I ask the last question... How can people reach out to you? Um, I can be reached on um, Instagram or Twitter okay. under uh, Dania Marie. And there's D as in David, A-W, N as in Nancy, I-A, and then Marie, M-A-R-I-E. That's where I am. I think what I do is like once you send us your bio on the photo, I make sure mm-hmm. I tag you in it and it's there so people can 
click on it. Okay. That works. Yeah. Um, is there something else that you want us to know? Uh, that I can't sing it based on that just ah. <laughs> But um, I I don't have anything. I just, you know, I, I'm glad that you guys are doing this, you know, and to keep pushing forward. I appreciate that you're not allowing a disability to stop you. And I know some people, you say this is not disability, but differently abled. Um, so I, I think that is great what you guys are doing. I think I've been, uh, I'm probably like outside of Luis's family, and you know I, i'm like big cheerleader you know for him and super proud um of him because I, I i get it you know and derek with you you know hearing what you're going through it is tough you know i've probably said this already but it's tough you have days when you don't feel good you may be tired or you may be having a harder day physically so for you guys to keep going and then you want to add to it good job you know yeah. I appreciate it. But we yeah, I like, don't have anything. <laughs> we would like to have you back on. Um, Lewis and I will we'll talk about it and, and see. That works. I would love to do that. I, um, I'm single, so maybe you guys can do a disability one and or something, a singles one. I'll take it. <laughs> hey, I'll be there. <laughs> Like, all right, where, where, where is I take put me on the match the match episode. Don't, don't give it. me ideas. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Here we go. I just I put it out there. Don't give me ideas. Yeah, like hey, they have to love Jesus, whoever it is. Oh, oh there you go. There, yeah, um, that's, maybe, that's important. <laughs> maybe the next time we're we're on, maybe you could bring in like I don't know, maybe somebody from the group, if okay. it's possible. You know that could be something. Yeah, no, I I, I would do that. Okay, that maybe great. Maybe about a month, Louise. We we could talk about it and. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm yeah. all for that. Okay. Yeah, it it would be the adult group because yes. um the younger ones they're all in school and crazy because of COVID and I'm like I dare not ask them to do anything so I have a person in mind. Um, you know, if it is the, uh, it would be the adult group. I have one last um, question. So how absolutely. has, how has COVID affected the group? Well, both groups. Uh, well, um, it's me mental right now, as far as just making sure that you, um, you keep yourself healthy mentally. And so I, um, I'm very sensitive to that. And so I bring people in, um, like I've brought in a there, especially the, the uh, MS youngsters, because there were four people in high school mm. that were seniors, Oof. you know, and so their whole senior year was abruptly cut. So I brought in a therapist, I brought in um, Alex, who does the meditation with them and things like that. So some of them are having a really hard time. Some of them, they're just like, it's another day. Cause that's you know, like what I said earlier, that MS can prepare you, mm -hmm. you know, it prepared me for COVID, you know? So um, for some, they are struggling, depressed. Um, and I'm talking about adults and the younger people. And then there's some, 
that you know they're just like okay like me I'm I'm just like another day let's find the bright side that's my big thing I always find the bright side of whatever situation it is um so yeah it, it is it's a mental thing and it's you can't um you can't dwell on the past you know but look into the right now and uh, push forward with it so everybody's talking about how 2020 is the worst year but it's been a great i've had really high highs and really low lows this year so Same i here. can't i can't say that this year was rough i mean I, i'm sorry that it was terrible is what i should say i can't yeah, yeah when Same this, here. when this life yeah. happened my my anxiety really kicked in really bad and that's mm. like it's like some days i'm like Mm. So this podcast has been on my head for like months. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, it's 